I'm Mario Munoz reporting for the Rio Grande Guardian International News Service. Edinburgh City Manager Ron Garza says that he's proud of the transparency in government practiced by the City of Edinburgh. This transparency allows citizens to track the progress of ongoing city projects. Recently, Steve Taylor spoke to Edinburgh City Manager Ron Garza about transparency in government. Today's guest, Ron Garza, City Manager for the City of Edinburgh. A fun fact here, uh, Ron started as City Manager on March the 23rd, so he really doesn't, hasn't known anything but Zoom. Today is something like, he's lost count, but perhaps his ninth Zoom <laughs> meeting of the day. Yes, Take it from there, Ron. <laughs> yeah, that, that's, a, that's a pretty typical day. Uh, and uh, th- again, Steve, thank, thanks for having me. Uh, you know, coming from LRGVDC, since we were a regional organization, I had about the last year or so there, I had invested in some, some uh, video conferencing equipment just because, you know, it wasn't efficient to go back and forth across the valley. And so I had really embraced this, this format. And sure enough, you know, after leaving there and, you know, coming in to City Hall here March 23rd, I was almost literally the only one in the building starting this new job. So this is all I know, and we've had to develop this as a way of life. I'm very comfortable with it. You know, quite honestly, you know, once, once COVID is, is out of our life, and hopefully that's sooner than later, there's a lot of efficiency to this type of format. So I hope we keep some of this with our daily business. Uh, one of the goals when you came in uh, as city ma- manager back in March. For you, it's very important to have the procedures in place, the, 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 the programs, the best practices in place to have full transparency. You want a, a city government in Edinburgh that's incredibly transparent for the taxpayers, for the residents. Tell us about the initiatives that you've introduced and are they paying dividends? Sure. Yeah, I, I really do think they are. And, you know, transparency, um, it, it, it's, it's overused sometimes in government operations. And, you know, it means different things to different people. But, you know, transparency, not only is it a responsibility that public servants have, you know, it, it's just in, in its simplest form, it's a method of communication. Every resident of every community just wants to be informed about what's happening, you know. Um, and of course you can't, you can't communicate everything, but you know, you can do, every community can do better strides at improving that. So we've done several different things. Um, you know, one of them, you know, one of the most large initiatives that we took on, uh, even during all this other things going on was, was kind of the transformation of our economic development corporation. Um, you know, economic development corporations, they're vital resources to, to develop, um, you know, communities, but not a lot of people understand how they work. And sometimes, you know, they're, they're driven in silos, you know, cause, cause technically they are nonprofit, uh, you know, corporations, but it is public tax dollars. It's driven by, it's funded by sales tax. So um, we wanted to really take a model of that and say, how can we better design this, that, that the community is better informed on incentives on developments, things like that. So what we did, and there's all different kinds of models, and we researched models from all across the state. And what we ended up doing 
was uh, we, we didn't abolish our EDC. And some people thought that was the case at first, and that, that is nowhere near the case. But what we did do is the city developed a department of economic development. So, and that's, that's a different model for a lot of cities. So, uh, so you still have an EDC, and we rewrote the bylaws, and, and we actually, um, you know, traditionally here in the city of Edinburgh, they had five EDC members. Uh, we actually increased that for the first time ever to seven. And what that allowed us to do was to create dedicated seats at things like education, small business, community service. So, so, you know, so education now has a deliberate seat at the table and, and there was some assignments to that. But in doing this Department of Economic Development uh, of the city, what that allows us to do is that all those operations of that department now has to operate based on city standards. So you have open procurement guidelines. So you have to do competitive procurement. Um, most incentives, you know, unless it has to do very specifically with real estate or anything like that, most of those things are going to be discussed out in the public. Uh, the public will know what the incentive budget is and what the metric is for incentivizing. So um, we really do think that the city of Edinburgh has such a good business case for attracting, you know, industry here. So we, we really need to stop just trying to out incentivizing our partners and helping making a better case to industry of why you should be in the city of Edinburgh. So, uh, and really it's about uh, creating job creation with living wage. You know, we, we really want to move away from incentivizing minimum wage jobs and things that don't have sustainable financial impact. So, you know, all those things now are done uh, openly when, when traditionally, he, I know here at least, they weren't done openly. Uh, so, so we made deliberate attempts at doing that. Uh, another great example, I think this one actually is my favorite in terms of transparency, is that we created a dashboard system in our website. And it, it's fairly new and it still needs to get some, some, some bugs out. But every project, especially capital projects, so if it's a drainage project, if it's a bond project, if it's a you know, uh, if, if there's certificates of obligation for a new building, this dashboard will, will be, will have every project listed. And you'll see the uh, contract, you'll see the funding amount, where it came from, and you'll see a progress, kind of a, almost like a, a gauge from zero to 100%. So individuals, because one thing that I, I, when I quickly got here, one, quick, one, one thing quickly that I found out, people kept asking me, what what happened to that project? Or what happened to that project? And you know, I didn't have context. So you know, so instead of having staff do a report for administration or for the council, we reframe that to say, you know what? Let's start doing all our reporting mechanisms for the public. And by way of doing it that way, our council, myself, and everybody will be better informed of what those are. So you know, transparency is not. You know, it, it, it's, a, it's a philosophical approach that you have to stick inside every part of operations. So um, I'm really proud to say that transparency opens up. So, there's so many different ways and examples that it's starting to, to show its face here. And very proud of that. And again, most importantly, that just helps tell the story to our residents, what, what our local government does. So, uh, so, so it's all kinds of ways to do it. 
what has been the feedback both from um, your city council members and also general public? So, so the council members, you know, really, really love it because, you know, they're, you know, there, there's been a lot of turnover in, in the last few years here in the city. So, you know, long after I'm not in the seat anymore, or any, I mean, projects and continuity should live in operations, not by a person. So, uh, so it, it really helps keep all of that, you know, moving forward and, con you know, have, have good continuity. And, and again, you know, some of the feedback and the calls that I've received from the public, there are things that they have just forgotten about, quite honestly, which was kind of a shame. So, um, you know, there's, and the good news to all this in this reorganization of projects, uh, because we're, we're going to be very fiscally, tra uh, very fiscally conservative this coming year, because again, there's so many unknowns uh, due to, to COVID, but there had been different projects that had already been allocated in different ways that we're going to organize. So I really do think we're going to have a very successful fiscal year 21 in terms of some of the outcomes. So we're putting all those project plans together. And the good news is that it's not technically coming from this budget cycle. They're previously funded items. We're just getting better organized. And, and I think we can carry forward a lot of that progress just through being more transparent. So very excited about that. And I'm guessing that transparency also helps you when you're looking to recruit uh, new businesses, the, the, the data's there for them. Um, I, I was reading a report where we all know Edinburgh's one of the fastest growing communities yes. uh, nationally, not, never mind the Valley or Texas. Um, ha, given, given that we've, we've all gone through COVID, are you confident, um, have, have things picked up to the extent that you, you, you're potentially landing some, some big projects in, in the years to come? So what we're doing, not, you know, from the EDC and Economic Development Department, this is a brand new department from the ground up. So, so uh, we, we've just, we're just to the point that I'm feeling a little bit of uh, ease there on, on this transition. Um, but, you know, in this transparency, has also helped recruit good employees because it just helps tell a better story and a more accurate story of the city. So, uh, you know, it, it, it's just a cycle that it's a win-win, you know, cycle. You can't go wrong with transparency, you know, and granted when you make mistakes as government, you know, in the, fu in the future or past mistakes, you know, mistakes happen and you have to admit, be accountable to that. And, and get through those. So, so transparency is a great process. But, you know, in terms of our resilience, now that we're much better organized, and one thing that we've done, the, the best word I use with this new Department of Economic Development is alignment. So we, we've kind of developed this concierge model where we have an economic development team that is more aligned with the city. So we have a city engineer, we, we have better access to public works, to our utilities department, to our parks and recs department. So it's, it's one team now that, that has, in other words, you know, we might not incentivize like historically some EDCs incentivize, but we have truly eliminated so much internal red tape and made those efficient processes even, even more so that communications with businesses has already proven to be much more effective. And one great thing about the city of Edinburgh, it, and we've learned this through this, this pandemic, and again, there, there's a lot of unanswered questions, 
but there's there's a lot of things that make the city naturally resilient uh, because we have a very good healthy balance between property tax revenue, sales tax revenue, and one thing you know I know bridges and international bridges get get talked about a lot you know as assets for the city and they are assets for cities but we have one of the largest municipal landfills here in, in the city so that is a truly resilient uh, economic source of revenue uh, so that is our bridge I say you know our our landfill is our asset of, of resilience and sustainability there so uh, that is our bridge. So uh, we treasure that asset. I'm making sure that uh, we are future-proofing that so that resource is here for generations. But uh, it, it's, you know, one thing that we found that a lot of people being at home more, they have more trash. So our revenues have actually gone up. And, and some of our sales tax numbers, um, those essential businesses, which make up a big part of our sales tax revenue, they're actually doing very well. So there is, you know, obviously small businesses were, were very, very concerned. That's why we developed that Spark program, which I know we'll talk about. But, uh, you know, this middle tier business is also, it's just something that we just need to keep an eye on. Yeah. Our, our theaters, uh, businesses like Burlington Coat Factory, JCPenney, you know, we, we, we're just going to have to keep an eye on some of those markets to see how they do in, in uh, 2021. Well, um from the reports I've seen, the projections I've seen, obviously pre-COVID, but I, I, there's no reason to think they'll change um, as, as we get out of this pandemic. But it just seems as though, uh, listening to the economic development analysts, so much of the Valley's growth was going to be north of um, Monte Cristo. There's been a lot of growth uh, projected in the decades to come. So you're in the right place, aren't you? I mean, Edinburgh should should be the beneficiary, one of the beneficiaries. Oh, I- here on out. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, uh, you know, if you look at parts of Edinburgh that people just frequent, you know, a lot, it, it's usually from the university kind of south, Trenton to, to university. But that's really only about 20% of our city. So there, there's so much vast land that we have. And one asset that I know will be a big part of Edinburgh's future is our, our uh, airport which is a great, you know, talk about the future of that airport because we have one thing that people suffer from is being landlocked. Well, that airport, we, we have, we might not have the money right now to expand, you know, to a 10,000 uh, foot runway, but we have the land already in place that we own. So when the time comes, we can expand, you know, uh, the length, the width and all around that airport area. So that is going to be a key asset for the future of this, of the Valley. And especially when Highway 68 gets developed from Donna to Edinburgh and 1925 going across the valley, um, there's going to be a lot of development up there. Yeah, absolutely. This is one of a series of podcasts with Edinburgh City Manager Ron Garza. I'm Mario Munoz reporting for the Rio Grande Guardian International News Service.